0: In today's show, I'm looking ahead to a jam-packed Wednesday with 13 games in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are looking ahead here to Wednesday. There are 13 games on NBA. Stop jam-packing these days. We don't need 13 of them. That's too many games. But uh, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about all 13 games. We're going to see what I'm looking forward to. And then streaming options at the end as well. So let's crack in. And the first game we look at, it's the Knicks and the Pacers. There is, um, this is a back-to-back for the Knicks, so by the time you'll listen to this, we may have an understanding that there has been a uh, lineup change, and it does look like it'll be Nerland's Noel starting over um, Mitch Robinson, so we're watching Noel, but yeah, does him starting over Robinson mean a change in minutes? Does it mean that Noel now plays 30 a night? If it does, he's clearly a must-roster player. If he's still playing 22 minutes a night, and Robinson plays 24, then nothing changes. I think if Noel does get 24 a night though, he is clearly must roster. Even even in 23, he probably is, even though his defensive stats have dropped off somewhat this season. So we want to watch that. Also want to watch the disease scrotum, Evan Fournier, who's been better, but I wouldn't say great. I think he's fine if you want to have him in a 12-teamer, but watching his minutes, how the shots go, what is he doing outside of scoring, which so far has been very little is going to be intriguing for me. Well, for the Pacers, we know that TJ McConnell's out. We know there's maybe trades going on. It is an opportunity for Chris Diwarte to push back into 12 team value. I don't think he's there currently, but I don't mind grabbing him just to see where this goes with trades and more injuries uh, piling up. And then Miles Turner, also the trade possibility. I just want to see if we can get Turner to a spot that makes more sense for him or get Sabonis out of there. So Turner can have more value. Um, But also just watching the inconsistency with him in Indiana, how many shots he can get, and how Carlisle is using these two players together. On the Washington Wizards and the Pistons. that's the next game we're taking a look at. That was a horrendous transition, probably one of my worst ever, but that's fine. Because Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be back after his rest. And can Spencer Dinwiddie be more than a G League level player? Because he has been so far. He's been dreadful over the last two to three weeks. Can some shots go in? Can he take some shots? Can you do anything outside of that? Steals haven't been particularly good. He's hitting more threes, but still not doing anything like that at a particularly efficient level. Can Dinwiddie do something to convince me that he is a 12 team, must roster player? Because at the moment, he isn't. And then Brad Beal, who did get the buy low bump the other day. And someone suggested that you call it the buy low bump and then the sell high slump, which I do like. So I do appreciate that. Um, Brad Beal really stepped it up last game. Still didn't hit threes, but hit these twos at a higher rate. I'd like him to be hitting more of those threes, but it was encouraging to see Beal play at a higher level. For the Pistons, Cade Cunningham looked excellent last game. More shots than Jeremy Grant, which we need to see way more often. Someone said to me, hey, you're going to get a nickname for Cade? Yeah, I'll try, but I'm not going to force something. Look, what can I call him? Richie? Is that going to work? Maybe. Actually, maybe, because i got a good soundbite for that. Richie. All right, I think Richie can be maybe a top 40 player the rest of the way. Um, I'm just going to uh, type this in so I can find this soundbite and we'll debut it later today, maybe. Um, we'll get that one later on. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, Cunningham looked great. I worry a bit about the shooting being consistent, but he was great. Speaking of being consistent, the depressed penis has been consistent, Sadiq Bey, consistently bad. I don't think he's a must roster player. I think you're fine to move on. I also think he'll be better than he currently is. But not that much better because I was never as high on him as others. Just the thought, the the difference between the opinion on Troy Weaver's draft last year. People were praising him, and this year, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart—they're the three guys he picked in the first round last year. Mate, could people be less excited about that trio? Where last year, man, oh, he he missed on Hayes, but he was injured. Bay and Stewart, what absolute steals! Now it's like, man, all three picks shithouse. I, what a change in like. Three months. Just a wild, wild change. Let's go to the Sixers and the Hornets. We don't know whether Tyrese Maxey's going to play, so I do want to watch Shake Milton. Milton, if Maxey is out, will be the starting point guard and will provide some 12-team league value, but otherwise he goes to a really small bench role. And then Seth Curry struggled against the Hornets. Seth, um, again, is that your, your, your playing against your home team bump? Some people believe in and then is obviously untrue. Seth Curry had been playing at an extraordinarily high level and hitting mid-range twos and twos in general. Added an ex- we know he's a great three-point shooter, but his two-point shooting was out of control, and that has dropped off. He is fine to keep rostering, um, but he's not as good as what he had been earlier this season. Well, for the Hornets, they're still going to be without LaMelo and Rogier and McDaniels and Smith and Plumlee. So there is an opportunity here for James Booknight to step up and play some more minutes. We'll see how that goes. He had a nice second half last time against Philadelphia. I'm still not convinced in Booknight being a yeah, a great option um, long-term, but there is some short-term value. And then also Kelly Oubre, who's playing out of his mind. Shooting the ball well, great opportunity. A gigantic sell-high player, if you can pull it off. But with efficiency going up, minutes going up, usage going up, and all of that set to tumble, That is where you take that opportunity to try and sell high on a player like Kelly Oubre. I'm going to tell you guys about Calm. Do you need sleep? Because sleep's the ultimate superpower. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus more on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important, and that is mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. For LeBron, Sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. I agree with that. Like if I don't get good sleep, then I'm shit for the next day. And it's pretty simple. So if you head to calm.com slash for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join the in using calm and get a 40% discount on a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash That's calm.com slash locked and you're gonna to need to be calm for the upcoming holiday season. But one of the best parts about the holiday season is getting the gift of Bilt Bar, whether you're getting those g- gifts given to you or you're distributing them like a protein-yoked Santa. Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. These are delicious, and they're healthy. Low in fat, low in carbs, low in sugar, and high in protein, and importantly, low in calories. Whatever your favorite flavor, cookies and cream, that's the goat, go get that one. But coconut and raspberry and mint brownie and all the special flavors they chuck out there, Built bar is absolutely built different. Don't bring up your favorite flavor though at Christmas at the dinner table. Who wants bonbons flirt, hurled around? Like if I'm if someone's arguing with me about cookies and cream flavor, I'm gonna pick up a Christmas tree and stab it right through their guts. But that's why you don't bring up your favorite flavor. Keep it to yourself. Enjoy that favorite flavor. Get yourself yoked on protein bars and enjoy the deliciousness. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Locked fifteen. That saves fifteen percent off built bar. Get them, stuff your stockings, give them to Santa. When Santa rocks up at your at your chimney, he pops down. You go, Santa. You look like you could lose a little bit of weight. Maybe you're having too many uh, unhealthy snacks. You go have some built bars. He goes, Thanks, Josh. That is actually awesome. I'm gonna feed them to a reindeer. Okay, maybe not. I'm not sure how they go with the hundred percent real chocolate that's covering it. But that's totally fine. You do what you do, Santa. I'll do what I do, and that is ordering built bar. Built bar. It is built different. Okay. Let's look at the Bulls and the Cavaliers. DeMar DeRozan's going to be out. Kobe White is out. Javante Green is out. Alex Caruso is doubtful. So we're going to get more Ayo DeSumno. He put up some good assists and steal numbers. He played a ton of minutes. Only had 11 points. I don't think he's going to be a stream option. I don't think anyone's going to be a stream option because it's 13 games on. But he is at least someone to watch to see whether he can back up that really good first start that he had. And then Zach Levine, the skater boy himself. Levine is um, obviously going to be in for more usage without DeRozan and see if he can carry this team against the Cavs. Well, for Cleveland, Evan Mobley's efficiency is dropping off a little bit. I'd like to see why that's the case, where those shots are coming from, why they aren't going in, and if he can turn that field goal percentage around. If you want to talk about turning field goal percentage around. (laughs) Ravishing Rick Rubio is just horrid at the moment. If you're not punting field goals, it's almost impossible to roster him. I think you still want to hold him for his assistance deals, but at some point, surely, the shots have to turn around. His minutes are also down as well, as they are foolishly giving more minutes to Isaac Okoro. The next game is the Thunder and the Raptors. Josh Giddy somehow pulled down zero rebounds in the last game, but yeah, he is still a must-roster player. I know people will disagree with that. Oh, mate, you only say Giddy's must-roster because he's an Aussie. Yeah, nah. Say that much. Yeah, nah. Um... Giddy's must roster because he gets assists, he gets steals, he gets rebounds, he scores. I think the efficiency is going to jump up. His minutes and his role are guaranteed. Like there's a lot to like about Josh Giddy and he will improve as the season goes on. And then Lou Dort. Or as I saw someone right somewhere, Luke Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Luke. Dort has been amazing. Really out exceeded my expectations for him with his offensive game. Efficiency up, really up. Usage really high. He's been really great. He's a 12-team league guy. And then for the Raptors, there's no Ken Birch. There's no and Obi, So the big sneeze. Precious Achua is going to get a lot of minutes. Does that mean good production? Almost definitely not. But if you are looking for some big man rebound numbers, then maybe Achua can be a stream option. I don't think he's anywhere close to a 12-team league guy. Well, then we've also got Gary Trent. Nice, Gary! I hope Gary Trent is not going back to shit Gary Trent from last year. Last game was not good. Let's see how he looks in this game. Can the shot fall again? Can we get those big, gigantic steal numbers back? That is going to be key for his value as we move forward. The Bucks and the Heat. Punch Bob will be the starting center. Um, Can he play more than 30 minutes? Because they are sort of limiting him, which is a bit concerning. He still must roster, obviously. But watching his role and contrasting that with DeMarcus Cousins. And then Drew Holiday, who's playing at a really high level over the last week or so after a terrible start to the year. Um, coming back from that injury, he's in fine form now. He looks as good as ever. And for the Heat, hasn't been great for the Undertaker, Dwayne Deadman. Our first game was great. Next three have been terrible. I don't think that he's any more than a streaming option in 12-team leagues, and I don't think he's a must-hold player. While I really, really doubt Jimmy Butler's going to play with that tailbone injury, so Gabe, Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Strews, they're all going to be worth looking at. Vincent's going to be the best option there. But again, it's a 13-game day, so you probably don't have much value in streaming someone like that in. For the Nets and the Rockets, I want to watch what Cam Thomas' role is. It is a back-to-back. Does that change anything? Can Thomas maintain a a 20-minute-a-night role? Does he play more than Bruce Brown, for example? That's really interesting to me. And I also want to watch James Harden, who continues to play not as we hope, but still playing really well from a fantasy point of view. I'd like to see still more usage from Harden and better shooting numbers. Um, and on a back-to-back, how is he coping with the fatigue with that bunged up hamstring from last season, still having somewhat of an impact? While for the Rockets, the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate obviously has been dominating. I don't expect that to continue, and we'll see how he looks here. And then also with Jalen Green out and maybe Kevin Porter out, Garrison Matthews has an opportunity for big minutes. Now, Matthews is a really good shooter, He provides good threes and some points, and that has streamability. I don't think he's got any chance of maintaining long-term 12-team league value, though. The Nuggets... And the Pelicans, Faku kompaso was shitful against Chicago, but with the big stiffy out, with Austin Rivers out, he's going to get an opportunity for good minutes once again. And he can be an assists, a steals, and a threes type option for you. And then Zeke Naji had that big game against the Knicks and did, the, did nothing against the Bulls. Can he get those minutes back up? Can he take it away from Jeff Green or Jermichael Green? It doesn't appear likely, but he is at least um, in the rotation. Well, for the Pelicans, are they going to... Const- Continue to persist with playing Garrett Temple, who's one of the worst players in the NBA, because that just impacts other blokes like uh, Kyrie Lewis or Thomas Sadoransky or Trey Murphy, guys like that. And then Devontae Graham, looking like a drop. I'm not ready to do that in 12-team leagues yet, but maybe if he has another stinker here, then I will be. The Jazz and the Timberwolves. Rudy Gay's had a couple of interesting scoring games off the bench, but he's nothing outside of a deeper league player. But his impact on guys like Joe Ingles and on uh, Jordan Clarkson J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N is really interesting, and it makes Ingles and Clarkson not 12-team league players. For the Wolves, Patrick Beverley should be returning. I do think that he is a 12-team league guy. He might not be for this one game as he ramps his minutes back up, but I would be grabbing him. And then with Russell likely out, Malik Beasley does have some appeal as a short-term streamer for points and threes. I don't know how long Russell's going to be out, but Beasley has value in that short term. The Mavericks and the Grizzlies. Muxi Kleber. It is a back-to-back for Dallas. Does that mean that Porzingis sits uh, coming back from his knee injury? What is Kleber's role if Corley Stein remains out? If Kleber's a a 30-minute-a-night guy, he is 12-team valuable. And then Reggie Bullock continues to start over Tim Hardaway, but be atrocious. Not only can Bullock not hit his threes this season, he can't hit free throws. He's gone from like an 80% guy to a 60% guy, which is a wild drop-off. Can he turn it around? I'm not banking on it, but maybe. And then for the Grizzlies, Dez Bain has been unbelievably good. Huge shooting percentages, big usage, good minutes, no Jar Morant, yeah, really rolling Bain out again and seeing what he can do. But this, an idea of Desmond Bain as a sell high. Someone told me the other day they were considering selling or trading away Jalen Brown because they're worried about his hamstring in exchange for Desmond Bain. Like that is the ultimate buy low, sell high. So just you know, don't don't think that your dreams can't come true. We'll say it that way. And then Dylan Brooksie Brooks. I want to see him produce more of that passing acumen that I saw against Miami. Last time they played, he did take a lot of shots and missed a lot of them, but he was able to facilitate for others and he looked really good. So hopefully he can do that and maybe change my opinion on him. Probably not, but maybe he can. We'll see. The Magic and the Kings. What a headline that is, Magic Kings. Sounds awesome. It's like Thunder Nuggets. Um, Franz Wagner playing really well. Nice, even contribution right across the board. That's who he is. I think he's going to end up in the NBA being subprime Rudy Gay. And Rudy Gay was a top 30 fantasy player or top 35. I think Franz maybe can top out his top 60, top 70 over the course of his career. But really good stuff from him recently. Well, Mo Bamba was played off the floor against the Warriors. Does that change against the Kings? Probably. But let's get some more value back into Bamba. While for the Kings, we don't know whether the Pencil, Harrison, Barnes... Barnesy, Will he play? And what does that mean for Terence Davis or Chemezi Metu or Mo Harkless or Marvin Bagley, who are all minutes dependent on Barnes' situation? Davis has been good but I don't think that he's a 12-team league guy. While Tyrese Halliburton, it gets something going, my guy. Like your production has been really low. It has not worked under Alvin Gentry. I'd like to see the shot going because it's been really poor as detailed on the Bylow show the other day. Hopefully he gets that rolling. The last... Well, not the last game, actually. The second last game of the day is the Blazers and the Warriors. Lillard will be out. We don't know about McCollum and we don't know about Anthony Simons, but I want to watch Dennis Smith, who's been a consistent source of defensive stats and get some good assists. And he is worth... Like, if those guys are out, and I say we don't stream on a Wednesday with 13 games, he'd be like a top 100 player on a Wednesday. And that could be streamable and have value. And you might actually use him over other guys on your active roster. Also, Bob Covington, who's been shit nearly all year. But last game, Good numbers. So hard to to sell on him. Now, I've, I've made the call. Like, I'm down, done with him. But I understand the difficulty there. And he very easily can bite me on the ass and at the dick at the same time. Like, that's how bad it could bite me. But it's just been so bad for so long. Let's see what he does here. For the Warriors, Draymond Green um, has been shooting really well this season. Love what he's been doing. Assists were down last game against the Magic. But let's see if he bounces back. And then I want to watch Steph Curry because it's fun. Like, it's just fun to watch. He's closing in on beating Ray Allen's record for most threes ever. He's 16 away. How many of those can you knock off here against Portland? I would imagine quite a few. The last game of the day is the Portland, no, it's not Portland. It's the Boston Celtics and the LA Clippers. Jalen Brown, likely to be out, I would say. So Dennis Schroeder gets a boost in value, minutes, usage, touches, all those sort of things. Always translating to sell high. And then the rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Bye. How much do they play him? That is key. He's really His production has been really, really low of late. So I'd like to see that step back up. Well, for the Clippers, BJ Boston, more minutes than Eric Bledsoe last game. More minutes than Terrence Mann. Is that an ongoing trend? That is very much one to watch, as is their center rotation with Zubats, Hartenstein, and Ibaka. Ibaka was minimized last game. Hartenstein was great. Zubats played okay. But you know, that feels like it's going to rotate on almost a game-by-game basis. But if you want to bet on those game-by-games, BetOnline is the number one spot for you to place all of your action on whatever sport it is that you, cho- you choose. Props and odds and lines is more than ever before over on BetOnline. So use our code LOCKEDON when you sign up and get a 50% welcome deposit bonus on the new updated desktop or on your mobile device. From basketball to football to the NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers they have for the 2021 season. BetOnline. Is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Yes, it is. Let's look at some back-to-back streamers for Wednesday and Thursday. We've got a couple of Nuggets players there in Faku Compazzo and Jeff Green, um, Joe Ingles. Especially if Mike Conley sits out that second game, some value there. Danny Green with the Sixers, Shake Milton with the Sixers. If Max is out, and another Nuggets player there in Zeke Naji. For nine category leagues for Wednesday, if you are looking for stream options, maybe these guys have that appeal. Derek Jones Jr., Otto Porter Jr., Faku Campazzo, um, Killian Hayes, Herbalife Jones, DeAndre Bembry, The Big Sneeze, Precious Achua, Jeff Green, and throw Dennis Smith in there if he's available and if Simons is out. For deeper formats, we're looking at Jones, Kompasu, uh, Kompazo, sorry, uh, Dasumnu, Damian Lee, Rudy Gay, Soja Barker, Jermichael Green, the Dr. Gary Payton, Naz Reed. And lastly, for points leagues, we're looking at Achua, Tyus Jones, Cody Martin, Chris Duarte, Derek Jones Jr., Pat Beverly, Eric Gordon, and Killian Hayes. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And on the Odyssey app, give me a thumbs up. Leave your comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.